Well, it's pretty hard to do life without a bank account, isn't it? In fact, with our move to a cashless world, having a bank account has become an essential service. But what happens when banks cancel your accounts and don't even want your business because you happen to be a social conservative? Well, it's happening at a disturbing level. Let's check it out. So there's been some disturbing examples of banks closing the accounts of generally Christian ministries that they don't agree with. Case number one. In July 2020, Barclays Bank in the UK notified a trust called Core Issues Trust and the International Federation for Therapeutic and Counselling Choice that their banking facilities would be stopped. Now, these groups help those struggling with unwanted sexuality and gender issues to gain the freedom that they personally desire. The cultural and political elite call it conversion therapy. It's actually freedom by knowing the truth and living your life according to your own conviction and beliefs. But as we know, New Zealand politicians think it should be illegal and you should go to prison for it. Now, Barclays, a top-ranking Stonewall employer and the headline sponsor for London's Gay Pride Parade, has appeared to cancel the accounts following a coordinated harassment campaign from LGBT activists. Now, this is their leader, Mike Davidson, who hosted me in Hungary uh, last year when I spoke at their conference. It troubles me. This is the bank that my grandfather served, uh, my father served, and now just because I hold a specific viewpoint, we have been denied access to regular banking in the United Kingdom. To have Barclays Bank come against us simply on the grounds that we support therapeutic choice, I think is a mistake. It's a mistake for the bank. It's a mistake for the country. It seems to be an attempt simply to gratify LGBT activists who want to um, express their viewpoint at the expense of everybody else. Yeah, now the good news is that uh, with the help of Christian Concern in the UK, Barclays has been forced to pay over £20,000 compensation to the group after the uh, ministry got legal support. But they're not the only example. Case number two, Reverend Richard Fothergill. Uh, and he had his bank account closed by Yorkshire Building Society. Um, obviously, I had this account for 17 years, and YBS have been a very good provider of you know, managing my money for that long period. And um, I just uh, before June started, they, they, YBS have always been sending stuff out to their members saying, give us your feedback. How are we doing? We want to hear from you and this kind of stuff. So uh, just before June kicked off, uh, it was noticeable that they were going to push Pride, the Pride LGBTQ thing yep. for the month of June. So I thought, well, OK, I'll give them some feedback. And so that's what I did. I wrote in there on their portal just a couple of paragraphs, it really wasn't a very substantial thing, mm -hmm. saying really two points. One was, uh, is this a real, isn't this a bit of a waste of your energies? Because primarily you're there to manage money, mm. not do social engineering. And then secondly, I as a minister in the church have serious ethical problems with the transsexual agenda. Right. And that's that one particular thing, and particularly transsexual agenda uh, basically impacting children. Yeah. 
and that wanting to have access to children. I gave actually a little link clip to uh, the news reports about uh, Drag Queen Story Hour, which has been going on in America and is going on, unfortunately, a bit in this country too, um, just to kind of reference point that. And I, I thought really, almost certainly, the customer relations department will bin it, and they'll just ignore that. I, I thought maybe if they've got a hundred other similar mm. questions like this from their members, they might think, oh, well, perhaps, you know, perhaps there's something in this. Perhaps we shouldn't push this gay pride stuff so much. Um, so I heard nothing until last week, and then I got a, a, a rather surprising letter from them saying rather extreme things like, uh, the relationship between us has irrevocably broken down. I thought, oh, really? <laughs> this is the first time I've heard about it on this letter. And um, so we're going to close your account. End of story. You've got 14 days to take the money out of the account, and that's it. Uh, so that's where we are now. Scandalous. Yep, and the um, bank said they had a zero-tolerance approach to discrimination. And uh, as he said, that uh, the relationship had irrevocably broken down. Yep, apparently the bank's ability to operate your bank account means that you must align with their worldview. And more recently, uh, a case you may have heard of is Nigel Farage and his family. Now, Nigel Farage, of course, led the Brexit campaign to remove the UK from the EU which was supported by a majority of Brits, uh, but some people have never forgiven him. On a US interview podcast, he shared his story, and I just wanted to share uh, a few extracts. I got a phone call one day to say, the bank I've been with, or the bank group I've been with for 43 years, um, had decided to close my personal and business accounts. I asked the reason why, I wasn't given one. I got a letter, it just summarily said, we're closing your accounts. No reason given, there never is. I complained. I got a letter, uh, I got a phone call rather back saying they were doing it for commercial reasons. And they briefed the BBC that I didn't have sufficient money in my account. Okay, so he did some official information act requests, the UK version, and guess what he found out? And basically, the committee said he does have enough money, he is a viable customer, but his views, opinions, and associations do not align with the bank's values and purpose. So I have been cancelled for political reasons. I've done nothing wrong. Uh, there are no uh, criminal indictments or convictions against me of any kind at all. I just happen to believe in a sovereign Britain. And Steve, here's the thing that links America and the UK. Brexit in this document is mentioned 86 times. Russia is mentioned 144 times. I'm a reputational risk to the bank because of allegations made against me uh, by Guardian journalists that somehow I'm linked to Russia and Russia funded the Brexit campaign. Uh, and in fact, on his own TV show that he now hosts, he shared that he, uh, they've not only targeted him personally, but also his wider family. Well, all of this has been quite stressful and quite difficult. Because without a bank account, you simply can't exist. You simply can't live. But what's even worse is that over the course of the last few months, some of these ridiculous rules and closures have been extended to my immediate family. And whilst I'm sad and annoyed about where I am, I'm absolutely incandescent that members of my family should be singled out and targeted just because I campaigned for and pushed a Brexit campaign for all of those years. This is truly and utterly disgusting. Yep, uh, it's hard to argue with them. Now, here's the 
interesting bit. Just back to the uh, podcast interview that he did. Have a listen to this bit. They've been around for 327 years. They are bankers to the late queen, to the current king, uh, to many of the most prominent people that have lived through the centuries in our country. But they literally, from within, have been taken over by a radical liberal left agenda. They are now, I mean, you know, I'm told that I don't fit their policies on inclusion and diversity. Um, in the notes, it says, I was critical of BLM. I called BLM Marxist. Well, I wasn't wrong about that. It, they, they've just been hijacked, literally at, at corporate level, they've been hijacked. And it isn't much different in America. But here's the scary thing. All of us, Britain, America, the Western world, every one of us has a credit profile with the international ratings agencies. And the biggest of them all is called Refinitiv, right? Stephen K. Bannon is on there, on Refinitiv, and you know they will assess your credit worthiness and whether you're good to be a customer for a bank. And 49 of the world's leading 50 banks use Refinitiv. They've done a deal with British banks this week, whereby they can monitor social media comments of any of those account holders. So here's the point. You know, they put in keyword searches. And I tell you what, if the banks cancel me for political reasons, well, goodness knows who else they can cancel. Yep. Good warning. Now, uh, I, I was just fascinated. He mentions Refinitiv and their monitoring. Um, now, I'm not a conspiracist, but I, I just wanted to check to see whether they have a presence in New Zealand. And on the Reserve Bank of New Zealand website, they are mentioned there. There we are. You can see they're circled. Now, I have no idea of the significance of that. Uh, but Nigel Farage is expressing concern. Maybe uh, you can, you can uh, illuminate me as to whether we should be concerned about their presence in New Zealand. Um, certainly Nigel Farage is, is uh, you know, raising the red flag about that. Now, NatWest, uh, the bank, uh, Nigel Farage's banks, faced intense political and media scrutiny over the decision. Uh, a third of the bank is owned by the government. The CEO stepped down after she admitted to a serious error of judgment in talking about Nigel Farage's relationship with the bank with a BBC journalist. BBC also had to apologise to Farage also because it had nothing to do with the amount of money he had in the account. It was to do with his views. But here's the other disturbing bit. When Farage went looking for a new bank, nine other financial institutions refused his business. But you have to have a bank account. I mean, do they expect social conservatives to store their cash under the couch again? Probably that's what they want. Now, leaked minutes from a Coots Bank Reputational Risk Management Committee meeting said of Farage, he is seen as xenophobic and racist. He is considered by many to be a disingenuous grifter. Being associated with Nigel Farage represents a material and ongoing reputational risk to the bank. Well, wow. I hope uh, my bank doesn't do a bit of a Google on me. The leaked documents go on to list Farage's other sins. He supported Brexit. He supports Donald Trump. He thinks immigration numbers are too high. He doesn't support net zero which is to do with carbon emissions. So his views and views held by millions of others around the world don't align with those of his bank. And so he was outski. Uh, but it goes on and it says, the committee did not think continuing to bank Nigel Farage was compatible with Coots given his publicly stated views that were at odds with our position as an inclusive organisation. 
classic. We're going to be inclusive by excluding people we don't agree with. What a pack of hypocrites. Uh, and finally, case number four. According to a report in The Telegraph in the UK, an aristocrat has accused NatWest of behaving like Joseph Stalin's Soviet Union after shutting her bank account with no explanation, and she should know. Uh, Alexandra Tolstoy, who is Anglo-Russian, said that the bank was acting as a kangaroo court by refusing to explain why it closed both her accounts after six years. Now, the father of her three children is Sergei Pugachev, who has links to Vladimir Putin. But the pair split in 2016, seven years ago, and Tolstoy said she has not received a penny from him since. She runs a horse riding business, uh, a holiday business, and she said that after receiving a letter with 60 days notice of the closure, she wrote to the bank's chief executive saying she was no longer connected to Mr. Pugachev, but staff at the bank's executive officer told her they were not obliged to enter into any discussion or provide a reason for our decision and refused to meet her. She said, quote, the irony is it's like the Soviet Union, only they would at least tell you what you are accused of. Even in the kangaroo courts of Stalin, you knew what you were being accused of. It is absolutely extraordinary that it is happening in the UK. And she added, it should be a human right to have a bank account. Correct. Want one more? Okay, one more. According to this report, a parents organisation in the UK was prevented from opening an account with Metro Bank after the bank found out the parents opposed transgender procedures for children. Now, the parents group, Our Duty, which represents over 2,000 parents who are rightfully concerned about children transitioning and whose goal is to come alongside other parents who are struggling with the right decisions and answers for kids who are transitioning, unfortunately struggling with gender confusion and looking to permanently alter their bodies, so they want to come alongside them. And the group claims their goal is not political or religious, but rather that they want to safely bring children to adulthood healthy in body and mind, and pointed out that transgender medical procedures are harmful and often lead to regret. Now, Metro Bank, the UK's seventh largest bank with roughly two and a half million customers, reportedly told the founder of Our Duty that the group was not eligible for a business account because, quote, the content of your website conflicts with the cultures and ideas we are pushing, end quote. Yeah, now you may remember the interview with Californian mum Erin Friday that I did. She's part of the US chapter of Our Duty, supporting parents whose children become caught in the harmful net of gender ideology. Uh, and of course, who can forget Canada Prime Minister Justin Trudeau freezing the bank accounts of citizens who dared to protest his government's handling of the COVID crisis? It seems that core services such as banks and even telcos such as Spark and One NZ believe that only their view matters. Here's the key point. Why do they feel they have to ram down their beliefs and make you bow at the altar of their God, their day, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion? Well, it's because the reasoning and logic behind DEI is so weak and flawed that it cannot stand on its own merit. It must be rammed down with consequences for unbelief in the new cultural religion. That's actually the driving force behind hate speech laws also. Non-adherence to DEI must be punished. My encouragement, keep pushing back. 
people are finally starting to wake up. And the sooner this new woke religion crumbles under, under the weight of its stupidity and its real definition of delusion, inequity, and exclusion, the better for all of society. Keep pushing back. <laughs>